Yeah, it's your boy, Robbie Dean, back with another one of those fire-ass episodes of Mi Blanc Amigo, and this is episode 64. You cop the new Plan B's? This episode, man, this episode was a little all over the place. Uh, we talked a lot about um, Mark stepping into his liquor-free phase of life. Uh, you know, doing everything he need to do to take the right steps in life. Proud of that boy. Proud of that man. You know what I'm saying? Doing this thing. Uh, we talked about the Ludaverse Nelly. I know it's a couple weeks or so behind. Uh, we backed up on episodes. Quarantine got us pot, uh, back stocking on ass episodes. I'm feeling like a shoe store right now. You know what I'm saying? What you need? I got it in the back. Just tell me the size. Um... We talked about, you know, some of your biggest fears in life. We spoke on Last Dance. Uh, real quick, I'm going to do a full Last Dance synopsis episode. But I want y'all to know that, um, real quick, I might add this to the next episode or one of these episodes down the line. Um, streaming is in, bro. I'm tired of the buildup and the wait. and uh, Like, we five, six, seven weeks into this Last Dance documentary and... And I'm good. I don't even, you know what I'm saying? I'm 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 worn the fuck out. So yeah, I think I'm gonna add that uh you know the traditional TV week by week schedule versus the streaming era uh binge watching. What do you prefer in this era? Um also spoke on randomly getting asked to box on some YouTube shit and at a gas station by a young nigga. It was one of the most funniest moments ever just to be in a moment of being high as hell walking in a gas station to grab a drink and a motherfucker like hey bro you want to toss some motherfucking hands and all this other shit this shit is just funny um future new album we did a review again we're a couple weeks behind um i think this episode started off asking will uh record label switch to single deals that's what we was talking about um and that led from the Fetty Wap conversation we had. What happened to Fetty Wap? Why didn't Fetty Wap work? Uh, being that Fetty Wap sounds like one of these artists. He actually sounds like a standout artist in an era where everybody sounds the same. Everybody does the same thing pretty much in that field. But within that field of everybody doing the same thing, Fetty Wap does have a unique sound. And I don't understand why. But he's still not popping. He might still be eating out here, but he's not popping. I don't get why. Uh, yeah. Is it possible? My question I'm going to leave y'all with. Is it possible to fall off? Oh, is it possible to fall off in the streaming era? And I get it. Yeah, you could get online and post to 10,000 people. Not even 10,000. That's a low number. You can get online and post to a million impressions and get... Yeah, 20-something thousand likes and retweets and all that shit when, you know, your name not buzzing in the streets or whatnot. But can you keep that hotness in the streaming era? If you're not that hotness, do you fall off to the simple eye, to the simple listener? Maybe not to me, the deep thinker, but that's all I wanted to know. Is it possible to fall off in the streaming era? What would it take for a person to seem like they fell off in the streaming era? And my example I used was Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap was one of my favorite artists when he came out. Uh, one of my last favorite songs by Fetty Wap, I heard it was on SoundCloud. 
Ah, I forgot what it's called. Damn. That shit was hard, though. Um. Ah. I'll look it up. I'm going to put the beat in the background, actually. I'm going to actually look the beat up and put the beat in the background. I forgot what the song called, but whatever. We'll figure it out. But yeah, man. You already know every episode get more litter, 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 more. Ah, titter, titter, titter. Follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Again, that's R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And like always, like always, like always, baby. Like my shit, comment on my shit, and subscribe to my shit like the motherfucking white girls in the valley say. I'm out. Lone, lone and then you're gone, alone into your home. <laughs> bet, bet. What was that? That's the uh, John Red Corn song shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that video fire. Episode 60 fucking 5. I thought I started off a different kind of swag, a different type of energy. 65 is such a sophisticated number, you it know is. what I'm saying? It like rolls off to 65. So, so like imagine getting a 65 in life and being retired. Oh yeah, all your marbles <laughs> on your shoulders and shit. Yeah. You still got your good health. And you moving through life retire, your kids done finish college, starting their families and shit. Sixty fucking five. Mm-hmm. I swear, if we lose this audio, this episode, I'm mad as fuck. Me too. This episode brought to you by Gillette, mm. our first sponsor. Word. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, I wanted to kick this episode off. By telling you, right? <laughs> Gillette. I see where you're going with that. <laughs> nah, that's all the way at the tail end, nigga. Don't worry. All the way. Oh. Um, <laughs> before we get into my shit, mm-hmm. there's an episode that people haven't heard. Um, I forgot what the hell we was talking about. So much Doty being blowed in that episode. <sighs> Left and right. Um, how you been since? Yo, I just realized you're drinking on a diet crush. Is that what that is? Diet everything. Over there, that's diet yeah. everything. I remember you said you ain't drink. Uh, you, there was no sugar allowed in your household. Bro, when I grew up, my mom, well, in my formative years, 10, 12, through the adulthood, my mom always had like diet sodas in the crib. She never brought like full sugar sodas home. So that changed my palate from day one. Everybody always say diet sodas are nasty as fuck. To me, it's just a, a regular taste. Yeah. Like, it's not good, but it's like full sugar soda tastes nasty to me. You know what I'm saying? I think probably because you used to it. Mm-hmm. But then again, I've tasted diet soda and it's decent. For me, I don't drink sweets very I mean, I don't eat or drink sweets. I don't like sweets that much, period. Yeah. I'm a savory kind of man. Give me some salt, some steak, some steak, some... Mm-hmm. Shrimp, some chicken, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's what's up, though. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been good, man. Um, again, no sugar. Speaking of no sugar, no alcohol, man. I haven't had alcohol for like thirty nine days. That's a huge accomplishment in my life for people that really know me, because it's been going probably on a daily basis for years. Hold that thought. Yeah. You got your thought. Yeah. Keep where you going next in there. Uh-huh. I just want to ask you. 
Ask me. 60 to 90 days ago before quarantine. Right. You remember where you were mentally. 60 to 90 days ago, three months. Yeah. I remember where I was mentally. Yeah. Did you foresee me falling off, me not being in the gym, and you being on your shit, and you in better shape and doing all your... Did you foresee this moment happening? I did not really... <laughs> I did not. I, I, I can honestly say, nah, I didn't really see that happening. I, I, I did see in my future, you know, me getting back right, for lack of better terms or phrases. Um, I didn't really see... I didn't know when that was going to happen, and it just happened how it happened. You know, it's how the cookie crumbled. And then, same thing with you, man. I didn't really see that uh, happening for you, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't see things shutting down and everything like that. So, I feel like had that not happened, you would have still been in there. You wouldn't have fallen off. And you probably ain't fall off too bad, but... Bro, I don't give a fuck. Like, I've loved falling off. Like, nigga, I've been A living. lot of people have been loving this quarantine shit. Bruh. Oh, man. It's going to suck the day in because I don't think we'll Tonight. ever see. Yeah, like, because <laughs> that's, that's when that leadership or that I know what I got to do kicks in. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm just like, I'm letting the world fall. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, always chill it. But back to what you were saying about, um, how, oh, yeah, how you yeah, been yeah. and shit? Uh, 39 days, 38, 39 days, man. It's a huge accomplishment for myself, man. Every day I'm like, man, has it been a year yet? Has it been a year yet? Because I just know uh, I'm accomplished so much with, with you know, that sacrifice, that discipline. So your doing goal this. is to get a year? Oh, my goal is to go without it forever. Uh, just because, yeah, yeah man. Um, I just think for me personally, for the past 15, like, decade, let's just say, um, I've abused alcohol. Like, I haven't just used it recreationally. Like, I used it recreationally times 10, you know, just way too much to the yeah. point where it became a bad habit. Um, you know, wake up and drink, go to sleep, drink, you know what I'm saying? Pull up. Yeah, pull up, yeah, drink, sure. hey. <laughs> I didn't even realize that, but yeah. Sit down. Um, <clears throat> sit down, drink, stand up, drink. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it was, it was getting really out of hand. So for me, uh, and just like my genetic history, so to speak, or like my familiar history uh, of of alcoholism and everything, it was just <coughs> a better. I feel like it's the best decision for me to try to uh, remove that out of my life altogether. You know yeah. what I mean? And then I have no worries when it even comes to that. You know what I'm saying? Replace it with something else. And discipline is something for me. And that's something that I know I definitely... Like, if I can discipline myself to do that, I know I can discipline myself to do anything else. So, mm. it's just going to create a butterfly or a snowball effect of uh, positivity. That's what I'm... Uh, that's my goal. Not just a year. It's just a goal of progression overall. Nigga, if you go a year without drinking, I'll buy you a car. Y'all hear this? <laughs> Y'all hear this? Not just any car. A car car. I want a Lexus or a Jeep. Those going to be my next two cars. A Jeep, a big, like one of them nice Jeep Wranglers look like the Army style low-key, but still modern and, and sleek and mm. Or a nice Lexus. Or even a Lexus truck, you know what I mean? 
Now, speaking of uh, Lexuses and fancy shit in life. Oh, hold on real quick. Go ahead. My bad. I was talking to, like, it just happened so perfectly. The crush, no sugar. I ain't really eat sweets and all that kind of stuff growing up. I never had to worry about that. Your mom cut it out early and just got you used to it. Your tongue has been acclimated to no, you know, sugar drinks like that. Yeah. Um, no alcohol. I done been down. I'm at, I'm down at least, at least three pounds mm. just within 30 days. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, shout out to no sugar. And then, I was just thinking how America, I think, is one of the most, if not the most obese country in the we entire are world. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> By a long shot. And I think we consume the most sugar in the in the world too. The crazy thing is we are, and we've been trying to fix this shit for a good five to seven years. Like Michelle Obama really tried to fix this shit. Yeah. I don't know if it, I feel like it's done a little. I feel like America is more health conscious now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. like fitness is in. Yeah, shit. it's definitely the yeah. thing, um, and it's not just in one place. It's it's really everywhere. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see how. Hopefully, you know, continues. We turned it upward, but we yeah. damn sure one of the most unhealthy countries in the world. Yeah, we got to get it together, man. Who knows, man? We we'll get there. America, all the world's a stage, and all the men and women are merely. Players. <laughs> now, shout out to William Shakespeare. Oh damn, this nigga spit some literature on me. You feel me? Not words, literature. <laughs> so I was getting <laughs> dressed for work Friday, right? Yeah. Speaking of cars. Speaking of high class cars and uh, nice shit in life. Okay. I was getting dressed for work on Friday. Right, right, right. And I realized. They gentrifying the whole country. Mm, mm, you haven't realized that? Like, have you realized? Yeah. Uh, Christopher Columbus. That's gentrification at its finest. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, every hood in America feel like it's getting upgraded with $300,000 homes. Mm-hmm. Every hood. Like, you can go to every major city on the map, on Twitter... And see a picture of a three hundred thousand dollar home beside a twenty thousand dollar crack house. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And you know, I realize is gentrification bad or is gentrification good? That is a great question. I wish we had the homie Zach Howells here. Shout out to Zach. Yeah. Uh, to kind of put some input on this. Uh, just from what I think, that's a great question. We're in Charlotte, where this is like one of the fastest growing cities in America. I think we kind of, before you said, I'm no, about to say, I think we kind of, um, we touched up on that shit when he was on this episode. We said gentrification is not a bad thing. I remember somebody specifically saying it was that. Probably him. In the room, like, nobody argued that. Right, shit. right, 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 right. Yeah, because he, you know, he's the expert when yeah. it comes to that. Um, and, yeah. Shoot, just based off of what he was saying, man, he texted me and shout out to him, man. I'm, I'm gonna give him a call definitely either today or tomorrow, man. I hope this episode drops like soon so I can just throw it on IG and show, like, you know, put it, give Two it weeks. to him. We want episode, but huh? Word, word, word. Or just give it to him. I'm still gonna hit him up. And, um, uh, yeah, we're supposed to just rap, you know, we're talking about buying back the block. That was, that was part of it. I think that was the name of the episode. Yeah. And, Man, that's what we need to do. 
You know what I'm saying? It, gentrification is never opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Opportunity mm. for people to, uh, you know, collectively get together and make a, you know, make a real business venture, you know? And that's what they're doing. That's part of what uh, the house group and what they're doing. And they just, you know, laying the footsteps down to what, what can be done here. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's so pivotal seeing people like him and B. Ferg doing things like what they're doing in the city. Yeah. So now, I don't think it's bad, man. It's an opportunity if people really... It's like if you got a... It's an opportunity, man. Why is gentrification not bad to you? Because I feel like it's truly an opportunity for uh, business owners, some business-minded, some entrepreneurs, like, you know, uh, the people I just mentioned and like-minded individuals to really uh, get together, you know, whether, whether separate or together, but generally to take advantage of a market that's open. Like, you know, a market that's there, instead of it being gentrified and it being uh, housed by this, you know, this particular uh, demographic, then if, you know, black people get together, then, hey, we can sell it to other black people or keep these black people in their <clears throat> homes, upgrade them, you know, maybe put them on a different loan path and say, hey, you know, it's just a lot of different things that I feel like they can do. I don't even know the real estate game and I really want to. And that's why I really got to reach out to Zach and why Zach's so important and what he's doing in community. But, um, yeah, it's an opportunity, man. Now, here's why I believe gentrification is not bad. I came up with this, uh, it's kind of like, I want to say pyramid scheme, but it's a pyramid theory to it. Hmm. Okay, so you had the original settlers come to Charlotte. <laughs> original settlers, okay. I don't know who the fuck they are. Nah, but yeah, that's cool. That's good. You know, you got to get the, ing- the, the migrants, the immigrants that yeah, come from yeah, out of yeah, town. Yeah. Queen Charlotte, Queen Elizabeth, whatever the hell. I heard she was black. I think we talked about that too. Mm, possibly. But you get your original settlers to the city. Mm-hmm. They're on their main streets. Charlotte is what? Fucking. I, I do shit by mile radius. So let's say sh- at this point, Charlotte is a five mile by five mile town radius. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you put it in a box, five mile by five yeah. mile radius. Yeah, when the original it. settlers, they on horse and carriages. How far you know they travel? Uh, okay. You feel me? So, boom, you got those. Then you have uh, people that come from England behind them. The, the people with more money that buy the town and, and push it and inflate it and et cetera, et cetera. Where do the original settlers go when those people buy up all the cottages? Go to a new place, make new... They're pushed to the outskirts of the city limits. The new yeah. settlers? Yeah. No, the original settlers. Yeah. yeah, the original settlers. They're bought out of the land and they're pushed to the outskirts of the five mile by five mile radius oh, into yeah. the woods. Exactly. I missed the uh I missed the scenario, but yeah. That's exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. You're seeing the new settlers with more money come into this city. Yep. Buy that land up mm-hmm. and push you niggas out mm-hmm. to Gaston County. Mm-hmm. Push you niggas out to Shelby County. Mm-hmm. Push y'all out to Fort Mill. Mm-hmm. All that shit. And it's the exact theory to me, which is why I say gentrification is not bad. Because when you, why do you say that? Because when you go out, why do you say that? It forces the outer, the smaller cities to grow. It forces more economy to the smaller cities. 
So, so the next Charlotte can develop. It forces America to stay America. Imagine if the original settlers everywhere stayed where they were and stayed in their little tight bubble and spent the, the same amount of money they always stayed in those little economies. America would never grow into what it is. I can understand what you're saying. Uh, I guess the flip side of it is that it's it's being done unwillingly. Like you know. It, oh yeah. That that's that's really if it would if people had the option and it, and now it's like money talks. Money has power. So if they got money, you you know your house is you know you might it's gonna get gone. You know you yeah. might find reasons to. You know, get it out of here compared to before if, when uh, Charlotte wasn't as popular where, you know, you might get away with something. But now it's like, oh, if they want that house, they're getting that house, that property, all that. Like, you know, it's, it's going to happen. How are they taking the properties? Do you know? I don't know. You're going to have to ask Zach on that. Okay. Well, maybe not even take a house, but let's say just build somewhere, you know, next to something else. No, just the gentrification thing I seen, that you said. I've seen an apartment complex uptown. Build around a bar that wouldn't sell. Mm -hmm. They had to build a dent into the apartment complex mm -hmm. around that shit, and mm -hmm. now they got an eight-story apartment complex over mm -hmm. a fucking one-story bar. That's crazy. But they finna get hella money though. Yeah, think about that. Niggas coming straight downstairs to get drinks with them. And then they might renovate after that. You know, exactly. that shit might go up. So mm -hmm. that's why it's a good thing. Uh, it just. It's good when there's negotiation available instead of it making just from what I see or from what like I've heard and you know my research and all that kind of stuff I've heard where um, and that's what we need to you know I need to do my research and, and I can know what I'm talking about um, where you know places or like people that make less uh, money I, I can't even think of it but uh, lower income housing or lower income places they're like targets for you know residential um places like residential companies to make new new buildings and stuff so they want to get them out so they'll you know settle to them give them so much amount of money yeah. and then they'll sell a house there so i guess that's uh the only explanation i can think of that um just off the off hand is that they'll sell a house for like five hundred thousand dollars yeah on a house and they gave them maybe a hundred if that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, 70. Yeah, 70, 75, 80. And you know build I mean? a $200,000 home and sell it for four to 500. Yeah. And so it's it's the basis on which it's done. Like idealistically, how you said it, yeah, that would be, that's, yeah. If they could, you know, just decide to move and go out like, oh, once these people are, are you know, yeah, that's that's the beauty of life that you can move and that's go evolution. Everywhere. Yeah, that's evolution that you know it's gonna spread out and grow. I was just thinking about that, like about ch how much chicken I eat mm. and how many chickens I I consume in a one month and how many farms, like you know, what I'm saying. I just think about the like the population growth yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and then <clears throat> you know even crazy theories of population control. But we, I'm going way left in, but um, go. Yeah, man. Shit. We going there. Population control, man. I do not think it's a far-fetched idea. I don't believe it's that many people in the world. Seven billion? I don't believe. That's So that's so funny that you say you don't believe it's. I believe the like numbers that. are fudged. So do you believe that the earth is round? I don't know. That's something I, I, I just don't know. You I like, don't even care to do research on. You like me. Like... When it comes down to it, I'm a, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent 
a see it to believe it person. Yeah. Not a hundred percent, but uh, somewhat. And I've never seen like the outside of. The, I've never been in outer space. I never even been on a plane, so for somebody to take my opinion, oh, if the Earth is flat, you crazy as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like nigga, I am, I am invalid on that shit. <laughs> invalid. But uh, the shit, yeah, population control, bro. I don't believe. I mean, not population control. Uh, seven billion people. I don't believe it's seven billion people in the world. Just based off the fact that they tell us that it's a million people in Charlotte, it don't feel like it's no fucking million people in Charlotte. It don't feel like it's 300,000 cars on the road, bro. Hold on. Did they just say uh, Kanye was a billionaire or a trillionaire? Billionaire. A billionaire. Yeah. Damn. What if somebody had $7 billion and they could give everybody a dollar? Everybody. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. But think about how the United States doing, giving all the people. How how much was the stimulus package? Was it well, hundred. No, but per? how many trillion? Oh, I don't know. I think it was like two trillion. Two trillion. Something like that. A trillion. A trillion, two trillion, some shit like that. Boom. And I think it's supposed to be another one on the way. Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. Yeah, that shit is. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know where the fuck we go from here. Man, I don't even know where the fuck we was at. <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> them seven billion people in the world. Do you believe it? Do you? I believe. Uh, I don't not believe it. You know what I'm saying? It seems like a. It seems. Yeah, man. Because the world is fucking big. I believe it. I believe it. Um, actually, you know what? Because people talk about the census and, and doing that. There was something else we were talking about. How people do? Oh, like the. Uh, the deaths that's happening from COVID nineteen—they would say even that's not uh, reported accurately. Like even the, the, no, the death not. count isn't the correct death count. Is they, they're saying it's higher than what it truly is, just because mm. they don't have to report certain things or something like that. Is what I what I read or what I heard on a, another podcast. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I feel like like you said, the numbers are fudged. I feel like the numbers could definitely be inaccurate. There's no. I have no way to believe. Like, I've never been to China to see how many people there are on the streets to feel like there's that many. Um, but I don't not believe it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, like, just, I just don't know. How many people they say in New York? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to Google that. I'm going to look that up real quick. You're going to have to Google that. Where's my laptop at? Oh, New York population. Eight point three million people. It's still going. What? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight point three million people are in New York. Eight point three million. In four million are in Los Angeles. Just L- four million in LA, just the uh, city. Yeah. Mm. So how many in uh, the uh, state of California? Thirty-nine point five million. And how many in New York? Eight point something. Let me see. New York state population. Nineteen point four. Thirty-nine in Cali. Nineteen in New York. Yeah, twenty-one point four in Florida. How many in Texas? Twenty-nine. Mm. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know about that seven billion shit. I don't believe them numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I don't know. It could be. How do we even get on the how many people in the world topic? Me? I just said I didn't believe there's 7 billion people in the world. And we was talking about uh, gentrification and shit. And how, you know, pushing people to the outskirts and all that shit. That shit was down a deep fucking rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. You know how that go. But yeah. Now, <clears throat> I also wanted to ask you. Did you watch Nelly vs. Luda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I did, man. That was that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> How long did you watch? Uh, I watched a good bit of it, at, at least like an hour, probably like an hour of it, close to an hour, somewhere around there. Damn. Yeah. Uh, who who flat out straight up? Who won? Ludacris. Ludacris won. Ludacris, in my opinion. Uh, well, actually, I say I watched maybe like 30 minutes of it, okay. and I watched some shit of what they did at the end. If I consider everything from what I watched, 30 minutes to an hour, Ludacris won, and um, yeah, Ludacris definitely won, man. And he didn't even play all of his hits. <clears throat> he didn't even play all of them. Like, I don't think he played What's Your Fantasy. Um... It was a few that I don't think he played. I know he played movies. Like, yeah, I was just listening to Young Money Radio and uh, he was playing some ludicrous shit on there because Luda was on there. Since you've been in that mode, you've been in that ludicrous Nelly mode since this shit, right? You've been fucking with him here and I walked in, he was playing ludicrous. And that was that Young Money Radio, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you two questions. Two questions. Who won the overall battle? And what you said, Ludacris. But I want you to really deep think, deep dive, and think after I ask you this: Who won the battle? But personally, to you, who has the greater song of all time? And name that song. That is deep. Who won the battle? From what I saw, just based on the vibe and how I was feeling, Ludacris won the battle. Mm -hmm. To me, that is undeniable that Ludacris won that battle. Um, song selection was just better. There was some songs that Nelly was playing that I hadn't even heard of before. <laughs> Straight up. Over and, and, and over again. They were, not even, they were not even hard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they were both vibes. But anyways... Uh, and then what was your other question? Who do I feel is better between the two? Just overall? Or who has the better song? The greater the song. The greatest song. Greatest song yeah, between, between the two, two of all time. That is a hard question, man. I got mine. It's a deadlock. Because when I heard this battle, I instantly thought of this song in this person. Because mm, there's like three. And I know they're going to be so poppy. That I say, like, there's three of each, like, artist, three songs of each artist that I could put and say that, oh, yo, these are fire. So, mm, who got the greatest hit? It ain't even got to be a hit. It could be a B-side. Mm. Honestly, I'm going to say, I feel like Nelly got more hits. I mean, uh, Ludacris got more hits. Mm. Ludacris got more shit that I fuck with, man. Uh, I forgot what album it was where he it was Gray and he had uh, Gray Love, huh? Runaway Love, nigga. What? 
Run away, la la. <laughs> The little alley only seven years old. She trying to figure out why the world is so cold. Hey, you know, hey, you, hey man, chill out. Hey, little Chris, he a character, man. That's why I fuck with him. Uh, just like a lot of these art, like artists are, a lot of these rappers are, man, they characters. But um, damn, what was I gonna say? Give me your greatest song. Between the two, your favorite song of all time, greatest song, strongest song that shut this whole debate down. It's a ludicrous song. I just can't think of it. Man. Oh man! It's back when he was fucking with uh, what's the D? What's, what was his group? Uh, uh, DTP. Yeah, disturbing the peace. Yeah, I was about to say DTE, <laughs> but uh, DTP, disturbing the peace. Um, I can't think of it, man. But I know the album and everything. I would look it up, but my hands are preoccupied right now. This is the greatest song between them two of all time. What? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. This is you the might, hardest yeah. you shit. You might be right about that for him. Yeah. Uh uh uh. Uh oh. Y'all little motherfuckers don't know that about uh, this. Yeah, hear me out there. Is that right? Uh oh. I'm a sucker for corn rolls and manicured toes. Nigga, hey. what? You don't that know nothing about that. Fire, guys. That beat. That's that. And it's a reason I played that guy. for you because I wanted to ask you. Uh oh. I truly feel like that is one of the greatest hip hop beats of all time. I ain't yeah. never even really thought about it like that. That's one of the greatest beats of all time. I gotta like hear it again because like I haven't heard the song for real in so long, and that's the thing, man. I like listening to to nostalgic music because that's the shit I like to. To me, that's a classic song. It's gonna live forever. It's gonna live for. How long has that song been out? Oh uh, two. Oh two. Damn near twenty years. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. We're it's, gonna take a break and pause. Cause uh, we, we we got a deep dive into this, and uh, I want you when we come back to think of one of the single greatest beats of all time, if not better than that. I and we gonna come back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. I don't even know who did that beat. I don't know who did that. Like, who, did that <laughs> who did that shit? Let me see who produced this EIB. Probably Nelly the damn self. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't say it was the most complex beat in the world. I just said it's one of my favorite hip hop beats. My Nelly son did it. <laughs> I'm back. This is uh me Blanca me. Let me wake up. And what up motherfuckers? I'm back. Back, back, back in this bitch. Uh right now I'm trying to look up the producer of uh E.I. by Nelly. Underle, underle. Mama E.I., E.I., uh-oh. When's it poppin' tonight? Okay, so your last, uh, Jason E. Epperson producer, J.E. Oh, he yeah, born in 78. 78. White dude. Born in, white dude produced that 
uh, track. Yeah, he done produced for uh, Murphy Lee, Justin Timberlake, E-40, 3-6 Mafia, Ronald Osley, uh, Chameleon there, Bubba Sparks, and that's it. But, uh, we Bubba Bubba Sparks. <laughs> That moment, he had that one cut. He had a few, a few little. It's pictures. gonna get ugly, mm-hmm. ugly, ugly. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Bubba Sparks. That's another nice beat. Shout out to the South for holding it down, man. That was another fire ass beat out there that nigga slept on, you know. You know another fire beat that I just thought of? Who? Boom. Just thought of that I'm just gonna knock yours out apart. Uh, uh, the Busta Rhymes joint. Uh, I don't even, bro. That shit hard, bro. It's hard, but come on, man. No. Even if I, there's, there's another Busta Rhymes songs I can think of. I, bro. All right, we're gonna talk about hip hop beat that can blow that song out of the water. Hip hop beat, because like you said, who made it? Nobody. Jay E made it. Jay. <laughs> Jay Epperson, shout out to Jay Epperson for making that hot ass track. It really is a classic. But uh, yeah, man, is it Pharrell done made some hotter shit? Cause uh, who else done made hotter shit? A lot of people. There's a few of them. Um, to end that Nelly uh, Luda discussion. Mm. I just wanted to close out by saying, Are you gonna just say your like state your opinion on who got the? Oh, Luda, I, I couldn't even find it. I ain't even really look. Damn, you didn't look for the song. You give me no chance. But Luda, Luda got. What is the one man? It's, I, I feel like it's called Southern something. Southern hospitality. Oh yeah, okay yeah. Southern. You talk about uh, we throw a bows. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if it's on that album or not, but. Nah, hold on, man. I gotta look it up now. Hold on, man. Hold on. It's on. Oh, Ludacris got this one song, um, "War with God," when he was beefing with Ti. Mm. That's one oh, of yeah, my yeah, favorite I do remember songs that. ever yeah. by Ludacris. Yeah, yeah. Just because he was going so hard. He was rapping hard. Yeah, and he was saying he was like, "Yeah, I'm not no gangster, no thug, nigga. I ain't never been in the streets out here claiming to be none of that. But what I am is one of the best rappers in the game." And you gonna respect me? You know what I'm saying? You and, know this Eminem shit? Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, cause yeah, it's like, what can you say about me? I'm just saying about myself. But it's true, and we all knew that. You know what I'm saying? He never claimed. He never spit rhymes really, like about shooting, killing. You know what I'm saying? Doing a real violent thug ass shit. Do you think it's possible to recreate that era? As far as that many amount of artists who were uh, charting and were lyricists. Mm, we talked about this before. Bringing lyricism back. Mm, where Anything is possible. I mean, let's just put it out there. Like, okay, let's say, let's say instead of the baby, because in that era, I feel like the baby, Instead of the baby being the bar right now for, uh, you know, one of the hottest rappers in the game, let's say if the baby came out in that era, he would be considered, you know, one of the backer guys, back guys. He'll still be a star in that era, but I don't feel like he would be, uh, well, at least lyricism, he wouldn't be one of the better ones considered. 
So let's say if you wouldn't set the baby at the bar and you set them at a lower standard, could lyricism and why what I mean is everybody at the baby and above is what the rap game is at is at uh is what the rap game expects. What say that like say it one more time. I fucked that explanation off. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was like, what nigga? I was following until the very end. <laughs> okay, so Let's say instead of the baby being the hottest nigga in the game right now, yeah. Let's say the baby is like one of the lesser valued niggas in the game, and everybody above him is a lyricist and is on a shit. Could you see an era where that happens? Because it's still you still have to be an artist and entertaining like the baby, but you still got to bring some type of lyrical thought, which is what he is, which is why I'm using him as an example. Do I think that could happen? Yeah. It could, but I don't see it happening, man. Like the majority of niggas is mad whack, yo. And like everybody else that's 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 not, they are kind of like gatekeepers or they they vets in the game. And everybody young coming up, there's no young person coming up that's a dope lyricist that anybody can that I can think of off the top of my head other than YB and Cordae. Robbie Dean. And Robbie Dean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think YB and Cordae might got Robbie Dean. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I cooked that nigga. Mm. Anywhere, any place, any time, run up on me. Please, I will cook your young ass on the mic. Run up, get done up. <laughs> Please, and please cut on one of them backpack meats you love so I can show you. It ain't nothing to do it in that era or to do it in this era. You mm. feel me? Mm. Um, oh. Oh. You peeping your boy lately? He on another pub run. Who? Your uh, boy. Oh, uh, uh, that's crazy. Big Bam? <laughs> Big Bam Bohart is Bam. back at it. I was it. looking at that. I was looking at some of the posts, man. And this, you know, she ain't, it's just, you know what I'm saying? So you own it. You know what's going on. I just see it. No, I don't. I don't. Honestly, because most of the time when I scroll, I keep my shit muted. I yeah. mean, not for no reasons. I don't care to hear most of the shit. Yeah. I just want to see what it is. If not, keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw him talking on one side and then a picture of the baby on the other side. I'm like, damn, he back at it. Yeah. He going at it again. What what is it this time? What uh, what did he do this time? Like um you know Do your thing, Cam. <laughs> you know, do your thing, bruh. Uh, and you know, it's it's a pub run. It is, it really is a pub run. Because honestly, if it wasn't anybody else really, it probably wouldn't be making any noise. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like the the baby's name is like he's kind of using that kind of in a way. So is he admitting that it was fake? I have to be honest. I have no idea even what. I the believe fuck. that's what the the thing is right now. Oh, he's admitting that the shit was. He fake? was coming out and saying that everything's staged. That's what I think this whole whole shit is about. Oh my god! I believe I'm not sure now. Now you're gonna come out and say it was fake. Then then. Then why would anybody believe anything that you say from here on out? Niggas need that cheddar. This like this shit don't make no sense to me, man. 
Or, See, that's that's the dumb media shit that I just I honestly don't give a fuck about. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Like I, I could give. I don't give a fuck. Like, cause now you saying at first you said it was real. First, and everybody thought it was fake. And now you coming back out. What is it? A year later? How many? How long? How long later? Saying it was fake? Almost two years. Ah, man, that's bullshit, yo. Now my thing is, I don't care because I understand that this shit is a money play. Niggas is finna go look up Kim Cohart on Apple Music and stream his shit and whatever revenue he make percent per month he make, he finna get a bigger check. Just off of causing some bullshit for two, three days. He spiked his numbers up for three days. Mm. Niggas is living uptown. They got bills to pay, fam. Ah, that you know? is true. You know what I'm saying? Niggas got to pay bills at the end of the day. That is true. That is true. But, man, to do to go about it that way, I guess, man, anything for clout, man. Niggas, are, not to say that that's for clout, but... Certain things I won't do for a paycheck, man. Not to say that, that, man, fuck it, man. I'm just gonna say it. that shit whack if that's what really what's going on, in my opinion. I just, I, what? Like, how, how do you expect anybody to respect that? Like, <laughs> like, how do you, how do you, like, honestly, just like, look at, look at, put, put yourself in, put somebody else in your shoes and how would you, how would you expect people to think? If that's, and again, I have no idea what else comes with the story i'm just hearing what you're saying right now yeah is that the whole idea is that it's fake yeah that is crazy to me didn't did nobody cares anymore then everything that you're doing is is fake and then all of that shit was fake then then why what do we care why do so you saying you think he'll lose the people in the era where takashi came back home and thrived the people that do support Cam Cohort. I, I'm not saying that I don't support him neither. Like I, I wish nothing but the best and shit. But it's just like for you know, this is it's a publicity stunt in, in certain yeah. pub, certain publicity stunts I don't care about. And I feel like this is something that this is a ridiculous publicity stunt if you ask me. Like coming from from both of them, even if it is, we already thought it was staged in the first place. Mm-hmm. It just seems so far fetched. And uh, will will he still last? Yeah, obviously. Like we, that's kind of like what we talked about last time. Is that you gotta people gotta figure out different kind of ways to stay relevant, and they'll do whatever it takes to do that, even if it means staging and acting some shit. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, maybe that's the new acting. <laughs> you know, just staging some shit, making everybody think it's. I just feel like I'm trying to make people think it's true. Bro, we in an era where this and by this I mean this cell phone I have in my hand is the new TV. Yeah. And these niggas have a doorway into being on the front of the new TV. Yeah. And I feel like once they get a taste of that shit, they wanna stay on that shit and they'll do whatever. I can't be mad at him. If this shit is bringing him residuals at all costs, fuck it. What's here that's so important of value that you need to keep, that you have to impress? You know what I'm saying? Like, if this can take you away from Charlotte, fuck it. 
or give you the best life that you want to live. Yeah, man, to each his own. Everybody can get their bread how they want to get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just saying as far as acting and putting on a show, like, between the two of them, if this shit is staged, I'm not mad at none of it. I mean, if it's staged, yeah, I'm not mad at it neither, man. If it got, like, that's what I said, man, do your thing. Get it how you live. If that's how you, you know, if it, if it got you some money, that's what I'm saying. I support you. Do your thing. It's just like, to me, it's just, I, I, it, it, I could... I, I guess I'm just saying I don't care either way. Yeah. Like either way it goes, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't it don't care. affect like, me. It don't affect me. Yeah. So, so I don't have a negative yeah, feeling about yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, it's still going on. I thought you were, to be honest with you, I thought you were saying that the shit was still going on. Like he was, he had something else to say about it. Like about him. I mean, shit. He telling him he. I did now. What I did see was he was challenging him to meet him up for a celebrity boxing match. Okay, so now it all makes sense. So now I can I can say yeah, it ain't uh, like yeah, it, yeah. It definitely ain't no disrespect shit at all. It never was that. But now I see that it's it's about the money. It's about the paycheck. This is yeah. I like I said I had no idea what the story was about, and that's uh that's propaganda. It gets it gets the people going. You know, it's provocative. <laughs> so I can understand that. Yeah, if they did a celebrity boxing match, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. I would love to see that shit. A real celebrity boxing match with both of y'all. That shouldn't be unfair. That That shouldn't be unfair. With uh, the baby and Cam? Bro, Cam is like double this nigga size, bro. Oh, shit. (laughs) Let's see it, though. You know, it's maybe some more acting gonna be done. You that know, a silverback. You know, people <laughs> do when they get in rings. You know, the wrestling ring shit. All sports are rigged nowadays, anyway. So, make you think that won't be shit. True. You know the baby gonna have to win. <laughs> you know he gonna have to win and do a video and put Cam in a video. Oh my God, that's really what that's really what should happen, bro. Oh, celebrity boxing match and video then, and then put oh my god yo cam when you do that cause go ahead go ahead and give me some credit my nigga i don't want no bread no nothing nothing like that man just put inspired by me block amigo on that bitch <laughs> and that's it hell yeah 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 dope ass idea now is there anything you want to speak on before we get up out of here? I got some other topics we could talk about, but I feel like this is a good enough episode. And this is a good episode. I mean, shoot. It's up to you, fam. I don't really got uh, too much, too much. Um, oh, you got a few things you can run down real quick. Really, I just saw, really the only thing I was, uh, was going to run down was uh, this movie. Yeah, I'm going to let you get to that in a second. Yeah, or I might say that to the next one to really have it prepared because that was a, that was a, that was a good movie and that was a good topic. I could go a good twenty minutes on that. So. What you? I mean, you gonna uh, watch it again or some shit? Uh, I might, or I might just you know prepare something. Yeah, I might just yeah. I'm probably gonna watch it again. Bet because I can watch. Or it. Or I might just talk about it. Yeah, either one. Now I just wanted to ask you, uh, while and out been on TV for about. 12, 13 seasons? It's been a minute. Nick been going in. How has he kept this shit going for so long? How does he keep reinventing the, the, the new cast and the new games to play and shit? Man, because he be cheating. <laughs> no, that's the shit he said at the beginning. But um, uh, honestly, man, 
I was just talking about this with somebody yesterday, how we could, like, Wildin' Out is one of those shows, man, like, where you're so glad that it still comes on and you and you can watch it and you can relish in it. And I think he has just, like, recreated it. And the fact that he is still on it, mm-hmm. like, it's his show, Nick Cannon Presents Wildin' Out. Yeah. Uh, and we've, we've all grown up with Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. Like, he's... I could care less what anybody says about his music. I don't listen to his music really. Uh, I can't name one single Nick Cannon song. Gigolo. Never. I can't. I don't know how it goes. Don't Feature know. Feature R. Kelly. I think I know that. Now that you say that, I think I do know that one. I'm a gigolo, always on the go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another show. That's a throwback. Jumped in the six because I love them. I gotta add that to the Apple playlist. <laughs> that shit is straight though. Niggas act like this nigga's the worst nigga of right, all time, right, nah. bro. Gigolo is straight. The the best of all time. <laughs> no, you know what it is? It's the only thing you can get him on. Yeah. It's the only thing you get him I on that so. that he's a corny rapper. Yeah. And he's not. He was decent. And he's been typecasted. I feel like they kind of tried to typecast his uh his uh movies with his music like mm. his movies were kind of like childish like you know kind of growing up you know we, we knew him as a child uh child star a child actor yeah. you know so they kind of tried to kept core keep correlating that together and you know they kind of tried to make fun of it because his, his music never got out of a you know he didn't turn into the reason i respect nick he's always been himself yeah. I feel like he doesn't yeah. try to yeah. be anybody else other yeah. than him. Turbans or whatever you want to call them. Uh, you know, the the tattoos, just everything, man. Um, continuing Nipsey's documentary, all that. Like, he didn't grow into somebody else. Like, he didn't start trying to be this rapper talking about, yeah. you know, being in the hood and all this kind of stuff. He swear he's from Charlotte. Him. Really? He swear up and down he's from Charlotte. A lot of people want to claim the city, man. <laughs> like he, like he is one of those people. Like he swear he from fucking Charlotte, my nigga. That shit is crazy. I don't, I don't believe. It. I don't know, man. He might have stopped through here for a year. Stop playing. What do Google say? I'm always gonna go to Google. Bro, Nick Cannon had an interview with the baby where he talked about he from Charlotte. No way. And named the streets, Baby's Ford, and all this other bullshit. Bro, look it up, bro. I'm telling you, he swear he from Charlotte, my nigga. Oh my god, the first thing that came up was Charlotte, North Carolina, but it says Nicholas Scott Scan- Nicholas Scott Cannon was born on October eighth, nineteen eighty, in San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. He moved it. Uh huh. Uh, blah blah blah. His parents separated when he was young, so he grew up shuttling between California and North Carolina. That's what's fucking good. <laughs> yeah. That's what's good. That's a little me. I'm shit, just like the baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now he I went to the city when he was sharp, uh, <laughs> when he was seven. I wanted to ask you because one of the first times I noticed, uh, he brought the baby on, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see the episode of Nick's show? Yeah, while or not? Oh, uh, yeah. He I, brought the baby on. Who was the baby facing? He was facing an old school dude or some shit like that. But honestly, I forgot. Now, I was going to ask you, is they, oh, is they, are they taking Wildin' Out to that where Nick takes a step back and he plays a uh, host versus playing versus? 
That's crazy. Cause that's what is that's what I thought it was going towards. It looked like he brought the baby and the old school artists up there, and they was competing against each other. That's what I thought the episode was about. So yeah, it's kind of uh, from what I saw the new thing he got going on. It's like old school versus new school. Like yeah. you got the old school cast versus the new school people. Oh yeah, and then I guess like it goes by age as well too. Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of going off of that. Um, but yeah, man, he keep coming up with new ideas, and and that's what's good. He keeps reinventing the show, like you said. How does he keep doing it? He just keeps coming up with like in a. He keeps bringing relevant artists on. You know what I'm saying? B. Simone was on there. You know, she think that the baby, her boyfriend and all that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, man, Nick doing his thing, man. He's staying relevant and he's staying consistent. And shout out to Nick Cannon, man. Somebody I look up to just for what he's doing, man, from a business aspect, um, from a personality, man aspect. Seems to be holding his own, man. Now, we done fucked around and uh, walked into a whole nother extra podcast with this episode. This is like overtime for us. OT in the pain. Because I'm actually interested. So I want you to discuss and go in on this shit. Let me flick my big thing. Go in, nigga. This podcast you was talking about. Yeah. The divine feminine and all that shit. Go, go in. I just oh, wanna, shit. Yeah, I want to hear about shit, it. I forgot. Shit, I should have brought that shit up earlier. Oh, um, damn. Uh, so, the divine feminine and the sacred masculinity. Uh, basically, uh, from my little bit of research again, y'all, I need to, I need to really go in, man. That's, that's my homework every time is to go in instead of just having the subject matter. But, uh, basically, the roles of men and women and how gender plays and how sex plays, like intercourse plays in uh, like raising kids and having a successful like society or, or you know, like civilization. Um, and basically just treating sex like it's sacred and treating yourself like you're sacred as opposed to just, you know, um, not, you know, just kind of being of the world, so to speak. Um, and making and, and it has like emphasis on the roles that men and women play in the in the family unit. Mm-hmm. Um, having like a strong like a strong woman, but that does certain things, and then a strong man that does certain things that certain men and women do. Just like a man. All right, so there's this so called I ain't gonna say epidemic, but there's you know what we see a lot and a lot of African-American, a lot of black uh, families where there might be a dad that's not there or, or just straight up where there's a single parent family mm-hmm. uh, or household and how uh, the divine uh, feminine and the sacred masculinity, how you need them both. They're like yin and, yin and yang. Uh. How you need them both. And like one without the other, you it can get you somewhere, but it can't really create the full product that you need in order to cultivate a good seed, you know, not necessarily mm-hmm. a good seed, but the the, the optimal seed, like and give it its best. Chance. Yeah, give it its best chance. Now, not to say that the seed can't grow to be something extraordinary, because it can and it will. Every, every it has the power to do so. Every everything with life has the power to become whatever you know, whatever it wants to become. But uh, given the right amount of water, the right amount of soil, you know. 
will make it grow as much it won't have to fight as against as much adversity so to speak and so that's what the divine feminine and sacred masculinity are from what i've developed uh, for what i've you know obtained it's just that um the roles that men and women play in uh, a family unit are extremely important uh, just straight up just to, for to develop anything now let me ask you this this is a podcast Nah, nah, nah. It wasn't a podcast. I heard uh, they was talking about the divine feminine and sacred masculinity on a podcast. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Mac Miller put out, and it's crazy I'm talking about Mac Miller because I was kicking it with something and we was talking about Mac Miller. And, uh, the power was out. Let me shut my fucking mouth. I'm doing way too much shit. The power was out, so we was listening to Mac. Yeah. So I was putting on all my favorite Mac songs and shit. Word. So I'm in my Mac zone right now. Word. Now, I wanted to ask you, what do you think he interpreted the divine feminine as? I still don't know what the fuck that meaning means. To be honest, when I heard the podcast, I was like, I got to go back and listen to Max album. And I haven't gone back to listen to it yet. But just based on what it was, um, I think kind of how Max's interpretation was. And this is just, again, I'm going to come back on episode 66. I'm going to come back and I want to say what my... Write it down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You want to come back and say what? Now? I'm gonna say what. Um, you know my synopsis of it. You know, like my explanation of what I think the divine feminine meant. Uh, I think just just straight up, it's just the the power of women. You mm. know what I mean? And the yeah, role of yeah. women, because you know uh, men. Uh, shit, political. If you want me to get be politically correct or whatever, you know, just men. Generally speaking, you know that we we seek women. In you know just in life you know what I'm saying that's what we do and you know the right woman or the right women that come about in your life is going are going to help cultivate a man like turn a turn just a, turn a boy into a man or turn a man into a better man you feel me and then the same thing for uh, a sacred man or sacred masculinity to a woman you know what I'm saying it's gonna help a woman grow you know what I mean and what I was listening to is saying how you know, we've lost the sacred masculinity and the divine femininity uh, with hip hop, within hip hop, because mm. we we take away the significance and the roles and we actually glorify the opposite. It, it, it's no longer sacred to be masculine in, in the ways of masculinity. Uh, it, it becomes like a... Uh, you know, it's kind of tainted now. It's kind of got evil or uh, malicious intent w- when it comes to masculinity now. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like, if it's not that way, then it's not masculine. And, and then that, again, diminishes the, the definition of masculinity. Uh, and then uh, the divine feminine, how we talk about women or how, you know, hip hop refers to women and how, we, you know, boom, how that goes, how hip hop talks about women it reduces it diminishes the character of the of women and they're divine it doesn't become divine anymore you know once again that becomes tainted it's tainted femininity and um that's what he was talking about and i always say that with hip-hop man it's like you, i can only get so much uh of it mm. because that's why i got these books to really cultivate some good things uh, in my head to let some good ideas and thoughts resonate into my head um make my mind grow man you know what conversation I wanted to have with you, though? Mm. We just giving them overtime for real. Oh, T. Now, y'all gotta pay us for this. 
I wanted to have this conversation with you. I don't know how deep this one can go, but we'll see. My, I'm willing to admit my taste in music is childish. Childish and different. That's how I describe my music taste. Two different things. Childish and different. I've heard you refer to your, your uh, taste in music like that before. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Reason I believe my taste in music is like that. Because I'm not so invested into music. I don't see... I mean, I see how it can be. But I don't treat music as a tool to grow. Mm. A lot of people do. And a lot of people treat music as a soundtrack to their life. It's two different people. People like you, I feel like you believe that music is something that is treated to grow. And people like a typical hood nigga who shoot, shoot, bang, bang, crack, sell, <laughs> turn up on that bitch, fuck that hoe, da, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Music is just a soundtrack to their life and it influences them. Then you got me. To where the outside, like even this one girl, the engineer I the interview, yeah, the chick, yeah, this chick is brilliant, brilliant. and the bitch loves Boosie, Webby, right, all type of the most ignorant shit in the world. She says she does that because that's where she goes to get her release, right. So I wanted to ask your opinion on that. So music is, that's a great question, man. And music is near and dear to me, man. Exactly. Music, music is a part of me. I could not imagine life without music. Uh, and I ain't say that now. Nah, nah, I'm not saying that, but so what are you saying? So what are you saying? Clarify. Let's get it. I'm just saying, I'm not saying music is an art form we can throw away. Definitely not. Because I couldn't even imagine life without music. Yeah. But. I was saying, if it's, okay, go ahead, go ahead. But to say, um, I'm, I'm, I just feel like I've hit the age in life where none of this shit influences me. Like, mm, from the okay. greatest artist to the, 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 the most shittiest, trashiest content nigga in the world. I look at all of it with a meh at the end of the day. Like, I've had my run of, of niggas I've seen, listened to, and... Oh my God, I'm so blown away. Now it's like none of that. I don't get that feeling from music no more. So now I look at all of it with a, eh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I um, I, I feel a little different. You said grow with, uh, grow with music. Uh, I definitely feel like I grow with music because I've had it with me and it's been like near and dear to me forever. Like my exactly. first artist was Michael Jackson that I ever loved. I remember being. Uh, seeing pictures of me like three years old with a Michael Jackson hat on, white t-shirt, black pants, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, rocking out. Yeah. And I always wanted to, you know, be a musician and everything. So music is near and dear to me. And I understand that other people don't quite think like that, but um, it's grown with me. Like there, there's been artists that have grown as they grow, their music grows. And I have listened to their growth and progression, like Kanye, mm -hmm. like Hove, like right. J. Cole, right. like Drake's, like Kendrick's, like that. So, yeah, um, music is definitely a soundtrack to my life, uh, without a doubt. Um, I couldn't, I got like, yeah, it's definitely a soundtrack to my life. My thing is, I guess I'm kind of asking you is, 
do you believe my, I guess my made up theory that there are only three different type of listeners of music? People who listen to music with my taste, like all of it at the end of the day can never shake my energy to be bad about it. I can never, from the worst artist to the greatest artist, great music, yeah, it can make my day, but bad music can't make break my day. Somebody like you who is all in with music and is invested with music, bad music can make ruin your day. You know what I'm saying? Like if you in a situation where you got to ride in a car with your little cousins or some shit and you got to listen to a certain artist for the next, you know what I'm saying? That shit might throw the rest of your day off. Then you got the third listener where uh, it's the soundtrack to their life. Like what they listen to influences them. To go, you know, whatever you play is going to influence them and put them in a bad situation or a great situation. Yeah, I think yeah, there probably are like different levels. I feel like those those couple of levels that people are that listen to music. Uh, I think I'm probably on the level of I listen to what the fuck I want to listen to, like you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I couldn't if it, if it's something I don't want to listen to, man, it's, it's really gonna. But the the thing is, I can appreciate so much that is there's very few things that I'm just gonna be like, man, I don't want to hear. That. Just it depends on my my mood, but most exactly. things I can appreciate. Um, but I've gotten to the point now, yeah, where I I really like to listen to what I like to listen to, and I like to listen to a lot of oldies. I'm talking about oldies, oldies. Like I just. Put on some Roy Ayers the other day. <laughs> um, some Grover Washington Jr. I'm talking about that's like 60s, 70s, 80s type shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, Miles Davis. Like, I listen to old shit, man, when I'm cooking mm. or uh, cleaning Soul, up. Man. Yeah, you know, doing any kind of thing. Thinking, uh, from reading, meditating, stretching out, doing all kind of shit. So I can, I can appreciate a lot. Um, but yeah. I've gotten to the point where I like to listen to what I like to listen to because a lot of shit doesn't even impress me anymore. Like, right? Um, I I really don't want to listen to a lot of hip hop these days. Mm. A lot, like a lot of hip hop doesn't impress me. It doesn't make it yeah, does not impress me. It it doesn't even make my ears want to. Like it doesn't it doesn't perk my ears up at all. Yeah, you know so. Um. That's why I revert back to listening to what I like, like listening to my oldies, the Jeezys, the Ti's, the Kanye's, the Andres, uh, you know what I'm saying? All kind of shit like that. The Rosses, uh, just whatever. The Waynes, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I gotta listen to some shit that, cause there's really so much that those are just those artists that I name have. Of great classic music, Nipsey, like oh my gosh, there's there's a lot of previous hip hop that could last forever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So we still got a lot. Even if hip hop does come to an end, what hip hop is what we all can generally classify and know it as. If it does end and say the in the, in the next couple of decades, we gonna have a bunch of shit to listen to. Bruh, it's gonna be crazy to see where hip hop is twenty years from now. Like the because at the end of the day, I hate throwing that box on us, but hip hop is black artists. Yeah, we created bro, we are we from what I know, as far as history goes back, man, music pop music, anything that becomes some popular shit, I ain't talking about no cathedral. Yeah. 
Talking about Chuck Berry and them. You know what I'm saying? I know Halo shit, yeah. The guy, you know, somebody who really created rock and roll, Chuck mm-hmm. Berry, one of Elvis Presley. Shout out to Most Def. You know, um, yeah, man, black people created what people like to listen to, point blank, period. You know what I'm saying? Um, all popular music, it, it comes from black people. Man, yeah. 20 years from now, I can't wait to see what this shit gonna be. I can't imagine. I, I just yeah. hope we have, like, a couple of dope-ass artists where they just drop something. Like, I just need, like, five artists. And the next 20? In the next 10 to 20. You can get five and 10. That means you're going to get a brand new... you talking about damn near a J. Cole every two years. No, but hold on. Nah, nah, that's not what I was going to say. Not just not necessarily hip-hop artists. Not necessarily, not, not necessarily rappers. Let me say that. They can be hip-hop, but not necessarily rappers. But like five artists. Artists. They could be some Tyler's. And some, you know, some, even maybe some Frank Ocean's that would continue. Like some true... Like just five dope-ass artists that would... One person dropped this year, uh, or like at the beginning of this year, somebody dropped at the end of the year, and then like the next two drop around the same. So you know, and they could just do that collectively for for ten years. You know what I'm saying? Just like fucking Kendrick and Cole and Crit and Drake did. Yeah. You know, and you know all of them. You feel me? That's just the four of the greats right there. Whoever else you want to put on the end of that, you can. But we know that that's the four of this fucking pretty much of this day. Travis Scott. Um, coming up, but like who else came before him? But you, yeah, you know, if I can get like that run, we just gotta get some. We gotta get more evolution, like you said. It's a uh, gentrification time when it comes to hip hop, but not when it comes to white artists. So <laughs> just time for new niggas to come in, old niggas. It's time. Did you see what Lana Del Rey said? Hell yes, fuck that bitch. What'd she say? I'm sorry, excuse me, but for real. Uh, I did not expect you to say yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, I heard it, man. Uh, I forgot what she... Oh, she said... Um, it had y'all niggas in the uproar. Bruh. <laughs> it said... She said... Uh, I just think it's crazy how artists like Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Doja Cat, um, and like a few other black female artists specifically that she named out can uh like show off their bodies and make mediocre music and then the other people mm. and, and and then I'm I'm paraphrasing that but the specific part is that she said like showing off their bodies and and like the skill or the talent not really being displayed um but because they showing off their bodies and all that, they might be getting more praise than somebody who really has talent. Mm. Not, not. I mean, not not somebody who really has talent. Let me get it because words. That's what I'm saying. Words can be really. Words are really important. That's why I stutter all the time because mm-hmm. I like to get my words right because people can misconstrue them at any moment. Yeah. And then it's like boom. But you said this. You said that's not what I meant. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard sometimes to get your message across within words. Like it's a. It's definitely a skill and a talent to communicate effectively. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, just like Lana Del Rey, she didn't communicate effectively. Or maybe she did. Like, to me, when you say what you said without correcting it initially, you you know what you said. And you Mm -hmm. meant what you said. And she said that basically there's people that can truly sing and got talent, but they might be uh, overlooked 
because there's other artists that are showing their asses and you know being more provocative and they getting all the shine do you believe that though be real yes and no <laughs> yes and no um for the people that she named First and foremost, I don't know one single Lana Del Rey song. I know her name has come up. I don't know a Lana Del Rey I just, Ray you know song. what I'm saying? They'll say, oh, Billboard or Top Chuck or Lana Del Rey. She's cute, though. I, I, I think I, I've seen her, and from what I saw, like, I can't even remember, to be honest. Well, I say dressed up, she's cute, so. She's I mean, a white girl, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, she, she look Italian or some shit though. Lana Del Rey, I'm sorry, I'm about to look up. And Del Rey, that sounds like some uh, I mean, Spanish. It, shit. it does, but shit, who knows? We'll see. Portuguese or some Lana shit. Del. Oh shit, hold on, let me see. She's straight. She is white. Got some look. As fuck. Got some thighs on her too. Let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna go to just photos. Man, type images. Got them chicken tenders. She is definitely white though. She nah, she 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 straight. You know what I'm saying? She cool. <laughs> she cool. <laughs> she coming to party. She cool. I mean, I don't even know all that. She, I'm gonna just say this from a, a a male lustful perspective. You know, just thinking with my lustful side. Okay, yeah, whatever. But she really ain't even all that. To be honest, like she's nah, she's not nothing special. You ain't going across the club to get that. Fuck no. <laughs> nah, she gotta come to me and then she gotta do. She she gotta buy me a drink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm good on that. Mm-mm, not impressed. I'd rather the Ariana Grande. Jeez, Cause that's one I'm not impressed with. Ariana Grande. Yeah, I mean she's straight, but she's like I'm she, not. I'm not really impressed she's either. Like but a I fun would, size ass. She's like a doll size. Like, I don't know how tall. I wonder how tall she really is. Like small as fuck, bro. <laughs> What's her name again? What I say? Ariana Grande. Ariana. Ariana. Ar. 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 Height. They treat her like she five seven two hundred though. Things go crazy in the hood for Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande is five foot even. Yeah, that's your, <laughs> that's your swag. Nah, chill out, B. You can pick that I up. I just said she looked. I had no. I knew she was small, but I never knew like how fucking tall she was. She's small. She's as tall damn, as this fucking stand. <laughs> damn, she ain't that fucking short. Wait, that tall, bro. Yeah, that's short as shit, though. <laughs> That is short as shit. Uh, anything you want to say before we get up out of here? This has been a hell of an episode. I just want to let you know this liquor uh, shit you own. I doubted it at first, but you are picking it up. You are looking like Pippin. You are drop, Pippin has dropped 55 tonight. You, you know what I'm saying? Me. You did your motherfucking thing today. You feel me? I'm trying, you know what I'm saying? Get more little, 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 more titty, titty, titty. You heard me? Uh, and real good, I was just gonna say, don't get it misunderstood. I'm just saying, what's her name? Uh, Ariana Grande. Yeah. I would prefer her over Lana Del Rey. There's nothing that impresses me about Lana. Let's see if we can and, close out on this debate. Let me look up Lana one last time. I mean, to me, she just looks like a typical white woman. She kind of thick the like, last time I seen her. I need a little melanin. Like, there's no melanin in her. She looks as pale as a vampire. Damn. I'm just saying, she looks like she could have started in Twilight. 
without makeup. Damn. I mean, no disrespect to I'm just saying it's just my observation. She still me. She she's a good looking woman. She's just not my preference at all. Damn. Yeah, if I gotta choose between her and Ariana Grande, I'm choosing Ariana Grande and her short little ass. Yeah. The fuck. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good. That's all I had to say. Damn, Lana. Yeah. And so yeah, she definitely canceled. I, and I heard her name. Now you know who else? Real quick, we gotta go real quick, real quick. Like yeah, she. But um, what's a what's a shorty name? Let me see. You want them hips? I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm good on that. This like, is definitely the, gonna be the cover. It impress me. The hair, I it, it, it the hair makes me cringe. <laughs> the hair, it don't make me cringe. Let me take that. Let me take that back because they probably talk about niggas. But I don't give a fuck how they talk about niggas because I know how great we are. You know what I'm saying? You can talk about. It's just that's my preference. I I've. Look, I've, I appreciate white women. I've um, been in relationships with white women. You know what I'm saying? I think white, there's certain white women out there that are very, very attractive. We were just talking about this. That are very attractive. No doubt. But that right there does not impress me. It's, it's like it has to be a certain circumstance for me to say, yeah, that white woman is bad to me. That right there, That's definitely. it doesn't do anything for me. That's definitely episode 65 or whatever this is, that album cover. I think it's 66. Whatever, nigga. This shit is definitely... That one with her... Oh, this one? This, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta do that. You gotta <laughs> I do already that. saved it. Yeah, with the hair. And I'm like, no. I already saved it. blowing in the wind. I'd rather... Uh, I'd rather... You know what? This is, I'd rather a little afro that don't even move in the wind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So we gonna get up out of here on that. Um, cherish this episode, nigga. You did your cherish motherfucking thing. You almost broke my record. Won't go astray. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Always appreciate it, man. Number love, man. I'ma holler at you. Yup. Hold it down. Hold it down. <laughs> and that's gonna do it for another episode of Me Blanc Amigo, episode 64. You copped a new plan B. I want to thank every last one of y'all that made it all the way through. Even if you listen to it a quarter of the way, a half of the way, a whole of the way. Hey, I appreciate you. Tune in next week where you already know it's going to get more litter, 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 more titter, titter, titter. And stay patient, man. Stay patient. Me Blanca Migo visuals is on the way. NBA visuals is on the way. I'm not gonna call it that because that's some cheesy simple shit but you get the gist of the gist of the shit man follow my instagram at r-o-b-e-i-w-h-y again that's r-o-b-e-i-w-h-y and like always like always like always baby like my shit comment on my shit and subscribe to my shit like the motherfucking white girls in the valley say i'm out <laughs>